only in the name of the church, the church of Christ. Uh, it's always good to uh, come together again this morning and today is Tuesday, tomorrow Wednesday, Thursday, oh God. We are now getting into, uh, um, after t- yesterday, we are now going to get into doing it. And uh, one of the things I always sharing with some of the church folks, we have, uh, I do have some of them in my church here. I always telling them that when you were born, um, God seeded that life of prayer in you. There's no way, some of us, we went to seminary. Anybody went to seminary here as a pastor? All oh, right, no, even you're not a pastor, but you went to seminary. There's no, there's no, I mean, nobody will tell you that the, the, the prayer thing is something you have to learn. You have it already. It's a matter of just doing a little bit of fire on you and it's works out. Yeah, I took a classes. I did seminary in Africa, in America. I was looking at professors and there's no class when they said, you are going to major in seminary, in, in prayer. Because they know that prayer, you have it already. You have it already inside of you. All right, before we begin, I just want to, uh, I, uh, thank you, there is a, uh, uh, um, this is my family, my wife, and my two boys. Uh, next year, we'll be able to, uh, to they will be able so to come here. Um, by the way, um, do you know that I've never prayed with my wife on the mountains? But I had an opportun- we had an opportunity when we went to Congo. I share with you that my father passed and that we went to Congo. That was my first time. I met my wife since 2003. And uh, she has been far away from me um, about 10 years. When, when I came to America, I had to go back and pick her up. But we have never had an opportunity to climb the mountain together. We have a lot of mountains in Africa for prayer. Even the government says there's raw material there, there's gold. You cannot get it. The, the community, people will come after you and say, no way. This is God places. The people go there and pray from different denominations. So I had that opportunity today to go there with my wife for the first time. It was wonderful. Just to pray. No dating. No, no, no. Just pray. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, one month. Yes, I just got back from Congo. I'm going to share with you today. Uh, yesterday, uh, I want to share with you before we got into this uh, teaching this morning. About my life, you know, sometimes you look at the, the teacher or whatever you call me or uh, your brother in Christ, say, how did he get there? And I, I am where I am today. I told you yesterday, for those folks who are here, you can take everything from me, but you, don't, you never take prayer life from me. You never take prayer life from me. It's all that I need to get where I'm going. And I'm going to encourage you today also to have that seed. Let them, let the society, the government, they take everything from you. But don't allow them to take your prayer life because it's your personal relationship with God. All right. So I'm going to share with you. Uh, I've got a PowerPoint here. I'm going to, um, um, okay. All right. Um, uh, this is uh, this 
This is Africa University. I'm the one who took that picture over there. It was Elimo. You can see the sun sign, right? It was Elimo. So what happened? Uh, one day I was on campus. By the way, I want to, I want to tell you who I am. Who I am. Um, uh, I used to drink. I used to do all this, uh, what we call bad stuff. And uh, if you want to sit with me, uh, stop me by. I will tell you, what? I say, yeah, yeah, that's me. But I'm no longer there. Amen? Amen. Because of Jesus Christ, as the preacher preached yesterday, give your life to Christ, born again. We need to be born again. I'm, I first of all, how long the church will preach about born again? We need that. When I went to Africa University, oh, thank God for my father who is in heaven right now. He had he to, to take his, uh, the, his whole salary for the whole year so that I can get my passport. That's another story. Um, the whole year, he worked so hard because it was not easy for people with the middle classes in Africa to have access to passport in my country. Those days, the time of Mobutu, Seseko, in Zaire. So um, the, the only way that my dad could have done it is to go and see the priest because he used to work as a chef and he used to cook. He's a good, he used to be a very good cook. Uh, and uh, he talked to him and said, can you, uh, because uh, Catholic, they are very connected, they're well connected. And then uh, my dad invited me, I went to see the priest and the priest said, that's fine, but you have to know something. Your dad will work for the whole year without getting paid for your passport. So it was hard for my dad, and uh, my dad came home and he told my mom, you know, uh, and I believe somehow during the night they talk, and uh, <laughs> they talk, and uh, the following day my dad woke me up to follow me, and we went to the uh, to where he used to work, the monastery, there were a lot of monks, and I met a priest, and my dad said, do it, I'll do it for myself. So my dad worked for the whole year. He used to be paid $450 for the whole year. That was his whole salary. And then my passport was printed, and Eric took a journey to Africa University, Zimbabwe. Without knowing any word in English, I mean any word in English. If, you are, if there's uh, French-speaking people here, I'm good in French. I know you're good in English. Yes. So um, I went to Zimbabwe. I started learning my English. As we are speaking, actually, my teacher who taught me how to speak English is going to have a presentation at my church tonight. They are here in America. They're going to have it at a different church, but some of the folks from our church, they are going there. Because our church support Larry Keys and Mrs. Keys and Mr. Keys. They are missionaries in Zimbabwe. So I learned how to speak English. My journey on campus when I arrived, it was like everybody else. When you went to school, freedom, you know, having fun on campus. And you can have, oh, let's go out and do this and that. But one day, one day a preacher, Paul Mazumba, I'll never forget him. He preached a powerful message on prayer. The prayer is all about your relationship with God first. Let God deal with first. I said that yesterday. God has to deal with 
us first, with you first, before he really does other things outside. So it was really powerful. I used to pray back home, you know, praying this about, uh, you go, you pray, and then you do other things. But that day after the sermon, I went back in my, in my apartment, in my, uh, my apartment, and I told her, uh, I called two of my friends, the Congolese from the same country. They used, both of them, they used to sing in the choir. Not me. Don't ever ask me to sing. I'm so smart. <laughs> So um, I asked them and said, are you willing to take this journey? We're going to take this journey for 21 days, praying and fasting. And don't tell anybody. If you are in, that's all right. If you are willing not to tell anyone, then join me. And they said, yes, Eric, we can do that. I was not a pastor then, by the way. I was doing agriculture. And I never dreamed to become a pastor. I never wanted even to become a pastor. Yes. My uncle, my uncle used to be a missionary. He used to tell me a little bit about pastoring and say, oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> and I started a journey. So what happened with this picture, I, I used to wake up 4 a.m. every day. And then... Uh, and uh, for those folks who have gone to Africa University, they know what I'm talking about. You have to go on the mountain. You have to climb that mountain. You have to go up. And the schools are like in the valley. You are up there and praying. That's where we have this cross. For AM, it was dark sometimes. You just go. You don't care about snakes because God will take care of you. <laughs> yes. That's how what happened. When... And we, I went there every day in the morning, 4 a.m. I wake up my friends. We go there from 4 a.m. to 6.30, praying. And when we school classes, we're dozing. We're, you know, uh, I'm telling you the truth. Uh, it was not easy, but thank God we're taking only English as a second language. Just one class. And it was so hard. And as we fasted and praying, we were used only to take one cup of tea at 7 p.m. with two slices of bread only. No juice, no orange, nothing during the day. Only water, we, can, we could drink that. And we pray in the morning. We pray at noon, 12 o'clock. When people are eating, we are praying in the chapel for an hour. And at the dinner time, when people are eating at dinner, we, we went somewhere. Not on the mountain. On the mountain, we just go in the morning. When people are snoring and dreaming. And that's when we're praying. So at, uh, when at, uh, well, we started well, uh, when uh, I remember uh, four days before 21 days, uh, to one of my friends, uh, his name is Papi, he's now in South Africa. He came to us and said, guys, I can't do it now. I'm tired. I'm, I'm telling the truth. I, I need to eat. And uh, we, we, we gave him a go ahead. And, but don't tell anybody on campus. And he went and he enjoyed his breakfast and he ate. We could even see him on campus and that's all that. So that's good. <laughs> and then two days before, again, the other friend of mine, Prince Longwa, is, is, uh, is now in Congo. He came to me and said, oh, Eric, I was not the pastor, so nobody called me pastor then. I said, Eric, I'm done. 
I have to eat. I'm telling you the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm shaking. I need to do something. I need to eat. I need to put something in my body. I said, that's fine. Go ahead. But don't tell anybody. <laughs> so I was the only one who stayed. I'm telling the truth. On the 20th, I was shaking. And I was tempted by the devil food, smell, I said, God, my roommate, my roommate went to town, he came back with chicken and french fries, oh God, oh God, hallelujah, what is happening today, and I, I left the room, so I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to eat, so, and I came home, I came in my apartment with my roommate, he put the juice on the table, bread, I look, oh God, it, it was uh, full of temptation around and I resisted. I stood firm. Amen. Because I needed him more than food. And the day, then that night, to go the 21st, I was sleeping. This is, I'm not trying to make up things. God does exist. Amen. On that night, I was sleeping. And we had two roommates from Zimbabwe. At 4 a.m., I dreamed. I saw a man, like an angel, in a white. And he, he appeared in my dream. And then he told me to open the book of Psalm 20. Can you open your book of Psalm 20? Chapter 20. And uh, he showed me that. And I was reading that scripture while I was sleeping. My roommate, because he was doing management administration, he had that habit of waking up early and read. And he looked at me. I was sleeping. I was, my month was doing like this. I was reading it. Can you read Psalm 20? Anybody read Psalm 20 from uh, verse 1 to uh, is it? Anyone to read? Yeah. May, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. We will rejoice in your salvation and in the name of our God. We will set up our banner. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Mm -hmm. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots yes. and some in horses. Yeah, but we will remember the name of the, the Lord, Lord our God. Mm -hmm. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. May the king answer us when we call. Amen. I was reading it while I was sleeping, and my roommate was looking at me like I was just eating something. <laughs> and when I finished, and I said, Amen, I opened my eyes, and my roommate said, What are you saying, Eric? You just said, Don't even ask me. I pick up my Bible, put my shoes on. It was 4 a.m., and I went by myself on that mountain. I just thanking God. For what he has done. 
from that day on, my life changed completely. I never and ever look back anymore. Even when I fall into sin, I stand up again, move forward. From that day on, the Lord answered my prayer, and I started eating. 21st, and I started eating. That's what, from that day on, after a week, I think after a month, I believe that, after a month, and the chaplain came and said, uh, we, are, we are now, we wanted some of the students from different faculties to come and preach if they want. And uh, my faculty, the dean, I picked my name up and said, Eric, can you preach? And I preached the power of a pop call. I preached my first sermon in my life. And God started using me than ever before. That's when people started even calling me on campus pastor. I was not even a pastor. And after every month, there were messages coming from different people that I've, I never met before. They came, some they just had dream on campus, and they start looking for the name of Eric on campus. We have many Erics, you know, that a university. They went to this one. No, the lady said, it is not you because I know the person I saw in my dream. They introduced to another person. No, it is not you. I'm looking for the really Eric. He went another person. No, it is not you. Until the lady and, and uh, we were in the cafeteria. I was about to take my food. And she looked at me and said, that's you. You have to see me. And I went to her room and said, what is happening? And said, I have a vision. I saw a vision for you holding the Bible like this and preaching the gospel. And I said, no, please. I don't want to be a pastor. Please. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to be a man of God who fears God and serves God. I don't want to be a pastor. And said, no. And the lady told me she's from Switzerland. She said, don't ever doubt what I dream because I know who I serve. It's all right, fine, and stay with how you serve. I know too I serve, but I don't want to be a pastor. Leave me alone. And after a couple, after a couple months, another one came and, and from, from Nigeria, David Cletus. She came and knocked the door and said, oh, okay, come in. And Eric, I've got a message for you. I said, what is happening? Another God? I said, yeah, I saw you holding your Bible, preaching the gospel. I said, oh, no, I don't like, uh, please leave me alone. I don't want to be a pastor. <laughs> I did that many, many times from different people, from, from Congo, my own country, from Switzerland, from, uh, from, um, from Zimbabwe, even from America, North Carolina, a woman that I met when I was doing the English, she came on campus as visitors, we got to know each other. She took my email address and she went. Her name is Mary. And she had a dream, the same dream in North Carolina. She sent an email to the president of the university and said, can you look for this guy called Eric on campus? And they called me and I went there. That's when we got connected again after two years. And the email ended up to say, I had a Bible holding like that and preaching the gospel. 
And I said, okay, leave me alone. I don't want to do, I wanted to be a missionary. And I don't want to be a pastor. And I graduated. I went home. I got a nice job, as I, tell, I told you yesterday. It was good. Because in my country, when you get a job, they pay you $1,000 per month. You are good. I had my own job. And if I tell you, that's another story that I'm not going to tell you today. Tomorrow come again because there will be always a story about prayer until we finish. That's why prayer is a personal relationship with God. The other story about how I got a job, you'll be, wow. We serve the living God. No one introduced me to those people that were foreigners in my country, but until I did pray, and then I met them. And we started that company. We have never had that company in my country. So I will tell you that tomorrow. All right? So that's how I build up my life of prayer, personal prayer. And uh, wh- before I graduated from Africa University, by the way, the chaplain one day came to the chapel and she wa- he, he wanted to preach. He's the one who actually baptized me. I got baptized on campus. And he stood up one day in the, in the, in the chapel and said, Guys, there's this guy we don't even know who he is. When he stopped praying, I could even hear him. What kind of a a God are you talking so loud? The people are sleeping at 4 a.m. And I was there. It was me. Nobody knew me that I, I used to go up there and pray. I used to go up here and even sleep on the mountain. I used to grab my Bible at 11 p.m. I went up. I slept praying with God, only me with him. From 11 p.m. until 4 a.m. And I went down. You know, one of the scriptures that challenged me to pray more than one hour is a scripture that where Jesus said, why don't you keep up with me in prayer even for an hour? Do you know that scripture? It's Matthew. Jesus was about to be taken away. And he picked up some uh, blessed friend. This was yeah, Peter and said, you guys, let go, let go, let go, let go. Not for dinner, we are going to pray. And these guys, they were snoring and sleeping. How many times Jesus came back? Go and read that story. How many times? Three times. They found them what? Sleeping. That's how we are sleeping in the church. We are still sleeping in our homes. Even our personal life, we are still sleeping. Friend, this week I'm going to shake you up a little bit. By the time you go back, even if you don't like me, it's fine. But I, the, only, the good thing is, I just say what the Lord has given to all of us. Amen? Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. I'm going to shake you up a little bit. Because I was shook up by two, but somebody came into my life. I am where I am because people did it. Jesus came three times. And he found them sleeping and snoring. <laughs> And he reminded, me, he reminded them, pray even for an hour. And today we have a service for an hour. 
the church, we do everything within an hour. But Jesus said, prayer only, one hour. Thank God for the pastors these days. We go from six or something to nine. Praise the Lord. That's good. I love that. I was even talking to my folks in the church this morning. and said, oh my goodness, that was good. No one complained. No one checked the time. An hour. Pray. It changed my life. So if Jesus asked the disciples to pray for an hour, then he used to pray more than an hour. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he prayed more than an hour. What about me and you? And he changed my life. I said, I'm going to pray more than an hour. And I, that's how I used to pray. And I'm still praying. I'm not, doing, I'm not using only the used. I'm still doing it. Even today. Amen? Friend, no matter how big your church is, I will measure it by the size of your prayers. Of your prayers. On Sunday, every day, everybody is in the church on Sunday. But the smallest meeting, thank God, my brother there in Christ, Kendall, is just inviting you for prayer. Why? Because we do have what we call small prayer group. <laughs> the church has got what they call small prayer. Actually, we, we have named it differently. Chain prayer group. Small prayer group. Intercessors group. There's only a group of people praying. Why? But Jesus said, the Bible said, pray without ceasing. All of us. On Sunday we are 100 people, 150. But during the week, <clears throat> we have what we call small group of prayer. You know, by the way, you know one, one thing that is all amazing me? And when you look at those small people, they are old people. I'm sorry to say that that's true. They are old people. They show up. Sometimes people even show up because they don't have a thing to do at home. Yeah, I'm going for prayer. I'm going for prayer. I'm going for prayer. I'm going for prayer. You don't have anything to do at home. If you had things to do at home, you could not even come. Why? Is there any places in the Bible for folks, even me, I'm still learning this, I respect some of the folks have gone ahead of me. They know the Bible. But if there's any place where there is, say, prayer is a ministry, see me before I leave this place. I've never seen a place, I've never read any places where prayer is a ministry in the Bible. It's not a ministry. Why? Because we are all called, we, are, we have been called to pray. All of us. But we have made it as a ministry at the church. We have a ministry of prayer. Can you join us? Sometimes I don't even, some of the folks here are there from my church, they know that. I, sometimes I don't, even, I don't even have time to invite them because they know that prayer is part of their lives. Prayer must be a necessity, not an option. 
in our lives. We have what we call small group of prayer. And I've come to realize something that when we have small uh, people have people have stopped praying. You know the reason why? Some of the people they stop praying? Because, because they don't get result. Why is in the Bible they told us that we have to get result and you have to stop praying? Even Jesus said, keep what? Praying. Whether you have it or not. He never said, just tell me in the Bible again. Hallelujah. In the Bible, you just tell me where Jesus said, when I answer your prayer, you stop praying. Jesus never said that. He just said, keep praying. Whether you have been praying for something, you receive it, you keep praying. Because there's another level of prayer. When you receive, you move to a prayer of thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you because you are so good. We need to build the spirit of prayer. Are you with me? All right. The place. Um, I mean, I think I've, I've got this. All right. That, yes, that's good. Christian religion is always supposed to have the aroma, the, the smell of prayer in their lives. In their lives. Preaching, yes, but uh, not my house. My house. I want to show you the scripture, one of the scripture, Jesus. Oh, God, I will show you this. It's Matthew. He said to them, Jesus showed up in the church. Oh, God, please show up in our church. Jesus, God, Jesus, please show up. He showed up in the church and said, Guys, what is happening in this house? And he told them this statement. My house, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Not a house of preaching. Some of the folks from my church, they know that. I always tell them, because even if I preach, I say, this house, number one objectives is prayer, not preaching. Preaching, yes, but not my house shall be called the house of preaching. Music, yes, but not my house shall be called a house of music. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Yesterday I told you when we pray, we are giving license the Lord Jesus Christ. They all to come in the, into places. That's why Jesus said this house, number one, should be called a house of prayer. All of us, not a small group, all of us. I've seen people, some of sometimes, I'm, as I said from the beginning, I'm going to shake you up a little bit. When you come to church on Sunday, I've seen people come, how are you doing? How is your day? How is your stick? Did you say that? You were talking about other things. Instead of sitting down first, that's how the believer is supposed to do. Forget about the pastor. Don't even come and greet me. I don't like that. Just go and sit down and speak to the Father. Lord, I'm here. I'm here. Do something in my life. Do something in our church. Do something in the life of the pastor. Do something, God. Do something. Then you say, amen. You come. Pastor, how are you doing? But what we do is not like that. What we do is, you show up in the church, oh, how's work? 
That's good. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, I was a kid. Um, oh, school. That's good. That's what we do. Have you noticed that? In the church? Please, when you go back after this camp, change that. I'm inviting you when you go back home, change that. Because God needs you. And God can use you to change the rest of the congregation. Amen? Go change that. I'm not saying you don't have to greet people. You have that spirit of fellowship and we need it. But number one, when you go to church, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Who prays? Not the pastor only. You pray, I pray. The Bible tells us that when Jesus died and resurrected and went back to heaven and began his church, which the gates of hell shall not prevail against. He kept the same running, the same line of running through the formation of the church, which we have to do as well. We are called to do it. Have you ever noticed that the, the Christian church was not born while someone was preaching? Do you know that? Yeah. If there's one, just come and tell me, Eric, there's this church was born when someone was, if I show up in the street and start preaching like that without praying, my friend, I'm wasting my time. I've never even singing, even if you are gifted in music, just go outside, start singing, and then after a year, you tell me that this one has become a church. I'm going to look for Jesus Christ and say, what happened there? Unless that singer used to put his knees on the floor and pray. Number one, asking God to do it. Asking God, even giving. Even if you want to give a lot of money, if there's no prayer in it, that money, it will go away, I guarantee you. Everything, a church, the church started when disciples were in the upper room and they prayed. They were praying, fellowshipping, waiting on God to do something. And the scripture says, then and then, the Holy Spirit came. And you know the role of the Holy Spirit, we have been told. Eh? <laughs> I can also add something. When the Holy Spirit came into our lives, he started cleaning. The pastor told us that, right? Yes. When the Holy Spirit comes, he starts shaping you, giving you boldness. That's what happened with Peter and others when they received the Holy Spirit. It was when, when they were praying. And they came out, they started preaching the gospel with boldness. But everything started where? On their knees, pray. Inviting the honor of this world, the Jesus Christ. That's the honor. Jesus is the honor. My house shall be called the house of prayer. Peter and John in the book of Acts. I think I have it, the book of Acts. Yes. 
The Bible says what? One day Peter and John were going up to the temple. At what time? At the prayer, at the time of prayer, at three. In the afternoon. Thank God. Let that oh, that uh, candle don't close that door. <laughs> three o'clock, people have to show up and start praying. Amen. And my prayer today is that this week, I would love even to see at 8 o'clock people instead of going for breakfast. And they say, we are going to just, no, I'm not going to, we are not going to take breakfast. We are here for an hour praying to God. Hallelujah. And God will change the time of breakfast. God has power. They will change the time of breakfast. <laughs> you can do it. People in the breakfast, they will end up to say, where are, your, where are our people? They can't keep the food. They can't eat all the food. They wait for us until we finish. And they will save. Three o'clock. Doing what? Not preaching. Not singing. Not giving money. Not feeding the hungry. Praying. They discover something strange in the life of Jesus. Jesus made it because prayer was a necessity in his life. Even the day he was arrested, they found him where? He was praying. When he got baptized, when he, did, uh, when he, he went, hey, now I'm a Christian. You not say that. He went for 40 days doing what? Praying and fasting. He discovered it. Even on the cross, when he was, people were was beating him up, he said, he prayed for them, God. Father, forgive them. He prayed for us. Don't ever take prayer for granted. Even if you don't get results. Christians, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I reached that level, even myself. I want to tell you the truth. I stopped praying for result. I'm praying for God manifestation. Amen. I stop praying for result because the result is coming from God alone. I'm praying for his manifestation here on earth. I'm praying for manifestation in my marriage. I pray for manifestation in my house. Whatever he's going to do it, he is in charge. Even when we go with a specific request, he alone is in charge of doing it. Prayer. Prayer. You know, the disciples, by the way, they were stopped by the, uh, the leaders and not to preach in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know that? The scripture tells us in the book of uh, the, the fourth chapter in the Peter, Peter and John, the book of Acts, they were arrested. And instead of some of us, we are connected, the government, I know, them, I know this person. They never called them. Read your Bible in the book of Acts. They were arrested. They told them, they warned them. They said, don't ever preach in the name of Jesus Christ. They never called up, uh, you know, we're going to march around in the storm. We're going to protest. They never do that. They went on their knees. They went where? On their knees, they discover the secret church. That's where we have to go. 
no matter what is happening in this world, until the whole church kneels down and says, Lord, we need you. And they prayed. You know what they pray? After prayer, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They went out again. In the name of Jesus, they start preaching. Wow. Peter was arrested. Let's say Peter was Eric. <laughs> Eric was arrested. And the church heard. This is a story in the book of Acts. The church heard and said, Eric is arrested. Say, really? And they called the whole church in prayer. They never said, ah, uh, do you know the chief police uh, in this around this city? Oh, do you know the government? Can you call them so that they can release Eric? Oh, please. You know? No. They called the whole church. The Bible says the church were praying. And the angel of the Lord appears in the dream and told Peter, stand up and start walking. And he said, walking is not, my, oh, my brothers and sisters in Christ. They prayed. And Peter was walking and he showed up and read the Bible. And there was a little girl said, it's Peter. Why? Because they were, they were praying. They were praying. Oh, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. My house shall be called a house of prayer. A cause of prayer. Prayer is unique. It's a unique thing in the world that no one is going to understand it. It's so powerful. Do you know this guy called Saul, and today we call him Apostle Paul? Before he was Saul, he used to persecute Christians. When he got converted on his way to Damascus and Jesus appeared to him and he was kind of blind and listened to what happened with prayer and God, I think I've, I've um, did I put a slide? No, I did I not put then, then, and, and, and he heard a voice and they, they told him to go where? To see Ananias. To do what? So that Ananias can pray over him. And Ananias said, No, God, I know this guy. He kills Christians. God said, No, don't worry about that. You pray over him because he's going to do my work. And then the Bible says, Ananias prayed over him. Wow. In other words, God was just saying, I need a license to come in the life of Paul. But I can only come if you, you pray over him. And then it was no longer Saul. It is now Paul. Christ who claimed and said, greater the one is in me. What did I say? Is in me. Who was in the Paul? Jesus Christ, then the one is in this world. But until someone pray over him, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And the book of uh, uh, the, is it Paul was also encouraging the prophet Timothy. 
One of the instructions that Timothy one, the prophet Timothy, Timothy, is it Timothy, right? Yeah, uh, hopefully I pronounce it in, in English. It sounds like French. <laughs> uh, um, he, encourage, he encourages him not to start preaching, not to do anything. I think I've got a scripture for, for him. Let me see. Yeah. In every place of worship, I want men to do what? To pray. With holy hands, lift them up to God. Free from anger. And controversy, doubting. I don't know if God is going to do something. We are so Christian. When you pray, stop even doubting. You look around your brothers and sisters in Christ. And say, ah, this guy is here. Oh God, I'm not going to pray, huh? When we are praying as a church, we have to be in the same spirit, calling the same God in one accord. Then it's going to do something. You look around and say, this guy doesn't look like me. I'm not going to pray. You finish up with your prayer. I want to leave for breakfast. No, when we are praying as a church, we present our body as a living sacrifice. Say, God, we need you. The preacher said on Sundays, our body is what? Is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So anger controversy, everything has to go out, then God will come in. He warned Timothy, Paul, don't start a church without prayer. You have to let them pray first. Because it's the same way Jesus did it, we are not going to change anything. Jesus reminded the disciples I'm getting that teaching from the apostle I'm giving it to you my house shall be called a house of prayer we are not going to change that but today we have twisted a little bit we have revived our understanding we are no longer a house of prayer I want to shake you up a little bit this morning we have revived, we have twisted. We have come up with what we call small group of prayer. We have come up and said, oh, we have that group of, we know, we, do you know that we know even their names? Whenever you have a situation, you call the church. Can you call so-and-so to pray for me? Because there's a small group of prayer. By the way, God is answering them only, not the whole church. Not the whole church. And by the way, when you come to church, your pastor, some of us, we, when we stand up as a pastor, we do, have, do we have pastors here? We, have to, and we say what? Let us, English is not my first language, but I know when we use us, it means all of us. But at the end of the day, we don't even pray. We are listening to the pastor praying. You, I'm praying in my heart. No, that's a lie. You're not even praying in your heart. You're just listening. The pastor's praying. <laughs> Me, I'm just listening. No. Let us pray together. Yeah. So please, I'm challenging you. When you go back, the pastor said, let us pray. You pray. Even on Sunday, even in the evening, yesterday in the evening, when we were in the church, when the pastor said, pastor is a team, right? When he said, let us pray, please engage. 
God, we need you. Do something, God. Do something. Do, say anything to God and it will come. Pray for forgiveness and God will start forgiving people. They run like that, like that. Pray for healing. God will start, because of your prayer, healing will start happening in the church. You wonder, what has happened? It's not a pastor. It is your small prayer there you are praying. God, I'm praying for healing in this church. You don't even know the person, but you know that when we come to church, we are broken, right? The church is like an hospital. And you start praying, even if you are fine, you have everything in your life. But remember, the person is sitting next to you. Maybe he or she does not have what you have. Pray, God, I'm praying for people to have a job in the name of Jesus Christ. And at the end of the day, you're going to somebody, I got a job. Your prayer, you did. But when the pastor says, you want the pastor to say everything, I'm tired of that. Oh God, Jesus, I'm tired. Let us pray. The pastor, in the name of Jesus, I'm, oh God, I'm not going to say everything. I'm not Jesus. Let us pray. We pray together. My house shall be called a house of prayer. If you are the part of the house of Jesus Christ, then pray. Then pray. But we have twisted that. We have twisted that. Oh God, in the morning when we show up in the building, we revive that. We think like things are going to happen without prayer. Things in the church or in your life, it will never happen if there's no prayer. Amen? If you show up, you think like preaching will change. Even when the, when the pastor preached yesterday, he finished it with what? He started with what? Don't you learn something? <laughs> Tim called up the pastor. And then now, we started with what? Why? Because we need him first to come and start doing something. If you show up, the pastor, oh, the Bible says, look at your pastor. I'm going to say, mm, there's something is happening there. Go and come and say, pastor, can you just build up the spirit of prayer? Because the Bible says, our home, our house, shall be called the house of prayer. Prayer. Jesus knew it. That was the main reason, actually, when the disciple went to Jesus and said, Master, teach us how to pray. And Jesus never said, if you pray. He said, when you pray. Hey, I'm trying to learn English. I know the difference between if and when. I checked that. When applies, you have to do it. If uh, today, if I want to do it. No, Jesus never say if. Maybe my Bible. You have a Bible where it says if? He said when you pray. And we have to pray. We have to do it. I thank God Jesus never said leave only the pastor pray. Even when I got ordained by the bishop, the bishop never said, you are, you are the only one you're going to pray. The bishop knows that the whole church will pray. All right, I'm about to finish, and then we're going to get to questions and answers, because we're going to get to what we call the 10 minutes. All right, just good. We're going to do the adoration, the acts, prayer. The history... I was looking at different uh, 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 
different things in, in terms of churches, how church started. Even those days when people went through hard time, difficulties, secular language, worldly uh, fight. But uh, if you look at what happened those days, people prayed. You know, I'm one of the person in my journey, I love to talk to old folks. Some of the people, some of the folk church in my, in my church, <laughs> the younger people, they're always running away from me because I told them that if you come closer to me, I'll give you what I receive. I, I love to talk to old folks. Sit down with them and hear their journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. I respect their journey. I honor it. I take it very seriously. You hear them and say, we started praying. We started doing this. We started doing that. What if we take all that they were doing and say we pass it on to our children? But we are trying to twist the things and say, oh, you know, uh, I, I understand we have technology. We have all these devices. But I'm telling you, you can bring technology in the church. You can bring music in the church. You can bring the fellowship. The coffee area is very nice. You can create those group of mamas and they come and make cookies. You can do everything you can. If there's no prayer, it's not going to be a church. Prayer must be number one. Prayer. Not only the building, but in your life. That's why you have to understand when Peter said, your body, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It will come when you pray. You are the house of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you pray, you let him come in. I'm telling you, I promise you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, take my word. When you bring prayer in your church, you bring prayer in every ministry, I'm telling you, you are going to see this cookie ministry is going to go, ah! Everything we are going to do is going to be good. It's going to be good, I guarantee you, when we bring prayer back in our ministry. We have different ministries in our church, different ministries. We have, you know what I'm talking about. We have this and bring prayer in. And you want, you're going to wonder. Sometimes we get stressful, we get anxiety, and you look around, you haven't prayed yet. In your ministry, you get tired. We are human beings, Yes. But I'm telling you the truth, when you pray, even when you're tired, God will give you the strength you need in the name of Jesus Christ. What helps us to keep, uh, to, as pastors to always do what we do because we go on our knees. Please, church, I'm inviting you, go back on your knees and ask the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. Pray, pray, pray. Pray. You can pray louder, you can pray but pray. You know, when I came to America, that's when we were going to this, uh, all this, uh, you know, John, John, do what? Pray. Moses, pray. David, pray. Who's that? Jesus. Even Jesus did it. Oh, God, I wish Jesus could have just said, I'm, I'm going to just do it with that prayer. Our example. Our, the person to follow, he prayed for things to happen. Paul, pray. Anna, pray. 
Daniel prayed, Peter prayed. There's a lot of them. They prayed. And we think like we can do ministry or we can live without prayer. Good luck for that. I always telling people prayer is like, you know, you are, you, are, you are driving your car from here to D.C. Anybody drove a car from here to, to D.C. with one full tank without stopping? Can you raise up your hand and say, me, I did it. You stop to put some gas in it. That's how our life is. We need to always stop by. We pray. We need some gas. We need Jesus in our life. And we move on. We pray. We move on. We pray. We move on. My house shall be called a house of prayer. So today we're going to do some... Uh, let me, uh, today we're going to do this uh, prayer of acts. And, uh, sometimes... Uh, you are learning how to pray, I understand. I've, uh, God has blessed me a lot to train people. You know, every Thursday, every Thursday, even this Thursday, I'm here, every Thursday we have midnight prayer. People join from Canada, from uh, D.C., all over the United States. They tell that I've got a number, conference call. We pray for one hour. The power of midnight prayer. Do you know that there's, there are people in the Bible who prayed midnight and God did wonders? Oh God, Jesus, Paul and Silas, they were in the prison. It was at midnight. Read your Bible. They start singing and praying and there was an earthquake. Boom. Even Moses. Read. So every Thursday, uh, uh, God has uh, God revealed that ministry to me when COVID started. So we are still doing it. We never did it because of COVID. We are still doing it every Thursday. If you are willing to join, I'll ask me tomorrow. I'll give you a number. If you are good to wake up at midnight, because we wake up at midnight, <laughs> it's so hard to leave your sleep. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's when God starts doing it. When you feel it, and He does it. So we pray from midnight to 1 a.m. and we go to bed every Thursday. Every Thursday. We have folks from Chicago, they join from, um, even when I was in Africa, there was a lady uh, from D.C. who was willing to lead that. She carried on. So if you're willing to do that, you ask my num the number, I'll give you the number. You just, uh, you don't have to say anything, you just say, it, you say your name when you, when, you, when you dial in. You say, my name is Eric. That's all. And then you hear someone leading it. For one hour we pray. Amen? So as I, I'm saying, uh, 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 we want to, you know, sometimes you might be uh, a learner. You want to learn how to pray. You don't know how to pray. That's why um, I, I brought this, the prayer of Acts. And, uh, and the A stands for adoration. And sometimes you don't even know how way to start, Right? Yeah, you don't know where to start because we, have, we are always saying, God, help me. That's all. We stop there. That's all we, I, we call up the power of short prayer. That, those type of prayer, they, yes, they do exist. God, help me in Jesus' name. Yes, they do. We're going to look into that on Thursday. But uh, there, there, there are prayers where you want to take an hour. Like Jesus said, what if, what if you pray, can you pray for an hour? If you want to discover that you want your prayer to 
have one hour, you can take this. So A stands with adoration. The book of Matthew, you have it. Uh, that's why I don't want to read it because we don't, we don't have a lot of time. You read it. Adoration, you, mean you start acknowledging who God is in your life. That's all. Don't ask anything. I say, God, I need healing. No, 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 no. This is the time to acknowledge God who he is. You say, God, you are greater. You are the creator. You are the king of kings, the Lord of lords. You are the morning star. You are the alpha and omega. I worship you. You just acknowledge that. Deep in your heart. You name it. You are the living water. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God. I th oh, God. You acknowledge him only. You adore him. Adoration. All right? And the sea sent confession. We are all sinners, including me. I pray for forgiveness every single day. Because I sin every single day. Oh, uh -huh. some people, they think like sin is only T-A-T, so people are killing each other. No, we sin every day. The way you look at me. Do you, do you know that sometimes Jesus Christ did not come here to make things easy? He said, your look only, if it doesn't reflect God's glory, is a sin. If you look at me and say, mm, this guy is a sin already. Oh, oh. Even what we hear, if it doesn't speak God's glory, is a sin. Even sometimes you just, I know this person. I, sometimes we use this word, I don't like this, you know, I just found my free time. Ah, uh ah. -uh. God say great, oh, hallelujah. We love each other. Oh, Jesus is a sin. So that's why I say we sin every single day by looking, by hearing, by feeling. Sometimes you feel things. So you pray for confession. Say, Lord, forgive me. I've sinned against you. I've sinned against my people. God, forgive me. Have mercy on me. You just pray for forgiveness. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, uh -huh. ah. yes. David prayed in the book of Psalm 51. I was a sinner since when I was what? Since I was in my mother. Can you imagine? The pastor said, hey, baby. Oh, God. That means you are a sinner, man. We are all sinners here. And we need to pray for forgiveness. Confession. We confess. And then, tea. Thanksgiving. Oh, God, Jesus. Begin to thank God for the food you have. Begin to thank God for the grandchildren you have. Begin to thank me. My, my brothers, I'm from Africa. Let me be honest with you. Some of you, you travel to Africa. Oh, my. Oh, God. I am just, I'm coming from my own country in, my, in the house of my mom. Sometimes I feel like we have a lot. You open the fridge, there's no juice, there's only water. Begin to thank God for the juice you have in your, in your fridge. Yeah, begin to thank God. Begin to thank God for what you have, the shoes. Begin to thank God for the peace. Sometimes you're looking for peace. My friend, there are people running from their own country. But you are here sitting down. You don't even say, God, I thank you for who you are. Thank you for everything you have given to me. Everything you have comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Begin to thank God. 
and you are going to realize that you have already consumed like 60 minutes. You are almost an hour there. <laughs> so some people, they say, oh, can I pray for an hour? If you do this, my friend, I promise you, you are going to do an hour. Especially when you get to this one. This is, the, this is the one that God says, oh, I'm tired. I'm hearing a lot of things from you. <laughs> because this one, you're not going to pray only for your need. You pray for your neighbor's need. You pray for the church need. You pray for many need. Lord, I'm praying for my pastor in the name of Jesus Christ. God, give my pastor more anointing. Oh, God, I'm praying for my husband in the name of Jesus. God, I'm praying for my children. God, I'm praying. By the way, I'm, I'm inviting you because school is about to open. What if you take time to pray for all the teachers? Because they are dealing with our children. Some of, other, some of our children, they are just giving headache. <laughs> pray for the teachers. God, I pray for the teachers. Give them a heart to love my children. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm praying for my children. Oh, God, oh, I'm praying for people who are going to walk around my children. You don't even know where they are coming from. And you're going to realize, why not? In Jesus' name. Amen. You're done. One hour. Oh, I don't. God, how can I pray for one hour in Jesus? Yeah, I, I can just pray for a second. Who told you that there's only a second prayer? <laughs> Tomorrow we're gonna look into the push. That's another one. That's gonna. Oh God. Yeah, there's another prayer we call push. You just push until something happens. So we're gonna pray. I'm, I, I've got about two minutes, three minutes. So we're gonna do this quickly. Amen. Uh, do, do, you, do you mind to, uh, do you have questions before we pray? No, we're going to take this. We're going to take all this quickly. Do you have any questions or any comments? Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. No, come help. Praise the Lord, the Holy Spirit. When you went up on that mountain to pray, yes. did your mind ever wander? No. No. And that's because you went through the Actually, for those who are going to have an opportunity to go to that university one day, Africa University, Zimbabwe, ask the president of the university and say, who made, I made a shortcut. Because a long way, it, it used to take me an hour. I had to go and look for something and I create my own shortcuts. I used to go there by myself. Prayer is a personal relationship with God. I build that up. So we're going to pray. Can you stand up, please? Do you mind to stand if you are able so this is what we're going to do. If you hear me, if you hear my hand doing this. Did you hear that yesterday? I said doing this. Oh God, I love it. If you hear my hand doing this, it means that we are moving. We are moving. It means that stop thanking God. Thank, stop uh, adoring God. Stop saying word to God that we want to say. Then we're going to move to this. Understand? If I do this again, it means that, keep quiet, we are moving to Thanksgiving. And when I say Thanksgiving, you begin to say, God, I thank you for the person standing next to me. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. God, I thank you for the food we are going to eat soon. Hallelujah. You know how many people that don't have food in this world? Oh, God. God, I thank you for the clean water. Lord, I thank you for the transportation we have, for the place we sleep, for the bed. Oh, I thank you. I thank God. All right? So let's just do the adoration. Begin, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is how I invite people. 
my brothers and sisters in Christ, we are all being invited now to adore God, speak to God, and acknowledge him, who he is in your life. Begin to pray. Just pray. You can pray in your heart or you can pray loud. I, I, I need the Pentecost a little bit. Hallelujah. <laughs> and, and don't worry about the person standing next to you. I'm, I guarantee you. God, if God wants to do something in you, he will do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Begin to pray. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah, God. I worship you. You are the living God. I adore you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. You are the creator. You are the sustainer. You are the redeemer. You are the living water, God. Hallelujah. Oh, Joshua Mashiach. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for your promise. You are the promise keeper. Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now I'm inviting you begin to confess your sin. Oh, there are sins that we have done in your life. In my life, I've done it. Begin to confess and begin to ask for forgiveness. We have a lovely God, a God who loves us so much and is ready to forgive you. Shall we pray in Jesus' name? Oh, God, we present, I present my life to you, God, in the name of Jesus. I pray for forgiveness, Lord. I confess my sin. I'm a sinner, Lord. I, I've sinned against you through my speech, my desires, my feelings, the way I, the way I look at uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, I pray, God, for forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Lord, I confess my sin, the sins of my ancestors. Lord, hallelujah. Oh, God, forgive me. Forgive me in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm inviting you to begin to thank God now. Begin to thank God. Thank God for the children you have. Thank God for friends you have. Thank God for the food you have. Begin to thank God in the name of Jesus. Lord, we, I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for everything. I thank you for this opportunity, Christ the Lord, you have given to me to share with your children. Lord, I thank you for the food I have. I thank you for the, for the money I have. I thank you, God, for the car. I thank you for my wife, my children. I thank you for friends. Oh, God, I thank you for everything, the Lord, you are doing unknown and unseen. And I thank you, Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. There are things, oh, God, I cannot see with my own eyes. But God, you are doing it. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for these days. I thank you for this Besho camp, for what you are doing throughout in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Joshua Hamashiach. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are, I'm inviting you now to, uh, to present your request before the Lord, the supplication. Present your request. You know what you need. You know your neighbor what is needed. You pray for your community. Pray for your church. Pray for this place to be filled of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I present Besho unto you. I pray that God in Jesus' name, let every single child of yours who are here, Lord, experience the power of of revival in their lives in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Revive uh, uh, your work within us in Jesus' name, Lord. I pray for each and every child here, God present, Lord. I pray for their prayer lives to grow in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your spirit. The Lord, I pray for those who are struggling, God, from addictions, from anything, God. I pray for them. Deliver them, heal them, restore them in the name of Jesus Christ. 
cross. I pray for the new brand, for the brand new start, a brand new marriage, a brand new family in Jesus. And we pray for all the teachers who are getting ready to go back to school, Lord. We pray, God, for your spirit to be present in their lives, oh God, to love your children in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for this moment. I give all the glory because you have done it. Father, we believe in you because you said in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 33, verse 3, call on to me, I will show you things you have never seen before. Thank you, Christ the Lord, as we leave this place. God, we want to see, we want to experience, we want to smell, we want to, God to see things we have never experienced before. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray together and we say, Amen. Amen. Thank you.